And we're live. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Tom Wilson, and welcome to The Dispatch on St. Andrew's Radio, where we talk about the news and different current affairs and entertainment news for the week. Now, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify and you think, wait a minute, there's no jingle. How's that happened? Well, that's because of different copyright issues, which I'll get into later. But, surprise news this week. If you saw the Instagram over the week, you will have seen that we have two guests lined up for this month, which are Britt Grommeyer next week and Rob Webster in two weeks. But, I didn't mention that we have a surprise guest this week, Frederick Hasselgren. Hello, welcome to The Dispatch. Hello, thank you so much for having me. So, Frederick, um, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, where you're from, and your credit card details, please. Uh, absolutely. For those first, right? Um, yeah, no, I'm Frederick. I'm a second-year Norwegian uh, physics and philosophy student here at the university. Um, I'm an active member of CASH, the Campaign for Affordable Student Housing. Uh, and I spend uh, most of my time going to various martial arts classes around the town, just vibing. Yeah. Frederick is probably... I mean, you've not done martial arts for too long, have you? No, I started, started last semester. He is so good. The man could bench press a car. He is mass- he does you do you do um, powerlifting as well, right? Uh, yeah, I used to, yeah. Um, listen. We talked last week with Powell, how Powell destroys me. And Powell is fantastic. I mean you do MMA of Powell's great, yeah. He's amazing. Powell, no disrespect to you. I love you, brother. You're amazing. Frederick is a beast. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna talk about student housing um, in a sec. First, um, but also very happy to have you here. Thank you. Really um, happy we got this to work out. I'm going to just recap a couple topics uh, that we're going to talk about this week. Maybe we won't talk through, as you know, we don't always talk through all of them. We just, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Thing for this week, you have to catch me if I say, uh, mm. you know, or like too many times. What about, you know what I'm saying? That's, the, that's another classic. one. That's not, I'm not like, God, that, ah, <laughs> I said it. I don't always say that. Uh, but okay, all right. If I want to be professional, I have to take these words out of my vernacular. True. For when true. I speak. So this week, uh, we are already doing it. We have Frederick talk about cash, as we just mentioned. We'll have a couple, not many, Ukraine updates, because for the entire longevity of this show, we've talked about Ukraine pre-invasion, as you know. I don't want to go through this again. We'll talk about a few updates uh, because. If you saw the Instagram this week, I, I gave an update saying, look, I don't want just to always talk about, about it. You know, it's, it's a current affairs show, but there's so many more current affairs. And there's also so much more entertainment news I want to talk about. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's absolutely. a lot going on. So then we're going to talk about um, Stromae and, and, and his new album and, and the discussion on mental health. And if we have time, we'll talk about the situation at Chelsea Football Club and the new Batman movie. No. How about, did you see it? I've not seen it, no. Oh, okay. Well, we'll still talk about it. But first and foremost, Frederick. Right. What is Cash? Um, so Cash is like a, a breakout group. Uh, it's not affi- affiliated with the university. Um, so there's the official university accommodation subcommittee, which is by the union. Uh, and then there's another one, which we're not affiliated with the union, which is Cash, so Campaign for Affordable Student Housing. Um, we started a couple of years ago by, uh, by students here in St. Andrews, uh, and it just keeps, just keeps going since then. Uh, the, the original people, I don't know how many of them are, are still on it, but now they, we do new recruiting for members each year. Uh, we have various positions uh, open, and we try to work um, in, in different means than the, the normal university subcommittee might try to. So we'll, we'll maybe be a bit more uh, active going to the news and maybe a bit more active staging protests and, and panel discussions like I have one, we have one coming up uh, and things like that that we'll, uh, we'll spend our time on. Yeah. 
And, and we're going to talk about, you talked about the news. You guys were in The Courier, which is the local Fife newspaper. It's Fife is the county where St. Andrews is in, for people who listen from outside. So we will definitely talk about that, and we'll go through the article. But quickly, so obviously, if you, go to, if you listen to, uh, to this show and you're in St. Andrews, you will definitely know about the student housing crisis that's going on right now. Quickly, for people outside, can you describe quickly what's happening? Yeah. So or, or take your time. I don't mind. Abs- yeah, no worries. So we're, we're, we're currently in a small, beautiful Scottish town um, that only has room for so many people. Uh, and for the past couple of years, because of the, the COVID uh, exam uh, circumstances, let's say, uh, the university has let in a lot of students. Uh, some would argue more than they have room for, but that's, you know, up to each own to decide. Uh, and that leads to the problem of all those students having to try and get housing. Uh, and so in a small Scottish town, when you let in that many students, uh, the competition becomes obviously very harsh, which means that private letting agencies can very much pick and choose uh, what they want for students. Uh, and on top of all this, the official uh, university accommodation, the halls, um, they don't have room for everyone. So uh, an interesting statistic that we talked about in, in cash is um, in this year, 75% of all students in halls reapplied to halls. Oh. Which is an insane number. Mm-hmm. That's enormous. Because remember, the halls are full each year. So that means that like three quarters of the rooms are like already people wanted them back, which means that you only would have had room to like let out the last quarter. Uh, and then first year international students are actually guaranteed um, accommodation halls as well. I don't know if you know that, but so they also have to fit in those. Uh, so what happened with the, the ultimate consequence of this is that 1000 students who, who lived in halls and wanted to live in halls again didn't get in. Uh, will a now thousand? Have a thousand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they will now have to try and find private accommodation. Uh, and the market for that is, as I just mentioned, really, really, really competitive. And uh, that leads to a lot of people being very stressed out, out about how to get housing for next year. And for people who don't know, um, St. Andrews is not like a typical university campus. It's... How, how, how would we describe it? It's a town. It's a small Scottish golfing town. It's a small Scottish golfing town where the campus and university are one. Yeah, absolutely. They've, they've, they've they, been together, like the universities, you know, from the 1400s. Yeah, 1413. Uh, exactly, right. Yeah. And, uh, so and this, the town is like, uh, so the buildings are all across town. The halls are all across town. Um, and it's old. A lot of the, I mean, if you want to live, as you mentioned, people who, because you mentioned uh, living in halls, that's also because... A lot of people replying to halls is rare because most people want to live in town. They want mm. to live in the center of town, uh, which are all the old buildings. But obviously, as you mentioned, it, it's very limited. Exactly. And there are a lot of good halls in town that people want to live in. Um, but if there's no room, there's no room and they'll have to be shipped elsewhere. So what you see is you see a lot of uh, more affordable uh, flats people can get are either further outside of town. So we're talking like 15, 20, 30 minutes uh, of walking distance uh, outside of town. Or what you're also seeing is the university trying to ship more and more students uh, and making room for students in Dundee instead of St. Andrews and trying to, to have commuter students instead to try and solve the housing crisis that way. That's a 38-minute bus ride. Though. That is that is a yeah that is a proper proper bus ride. So um, if you if you have a 9 a.m. tutorial, uh, don't go out the night quite before. early. Yeah. Um, so would you say then it's multiple issues rather than than one? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, pointing to one issue would be would be not giving the the, the topic uh, its due diligence. Um, but the the problem can obviously be boiled down to uh, what do you do when you have that many students and that few housing available. Um, and then the question is, how do you how do you resolve that? So the university is going with an interesting strategy of of building accommodation in Dundee, um, but perhaps one of the things that we were in the news for is it's a bit of a shame that we don't have more good affordable options here in St Andrews as well. 
Um, so there used to be a hall, um, and some of the listeners probably remember because it's not that many years ago they took it down. But there used to be a hall called Albany Park that is right on East Sands. It actually overlooks, I, I didn't know that, but it actually overlooks the beach. It's a gorgeous location. Like you can see the sea right from the windows or where the windows used to be. Is it near Aiton House? Uh, yeah, yeah. We walked past Aiton House going there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and that hall, uh, the year that it was demolished, those accommodations used to cost like £4,000. Which four thousand pounds? Four thousand pounds a year. Which I know most people listening here would love to pay four thousand pounds. I'd love to pay four thousand pounds a year. I overpay like crazy for where I live. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. No, uh, no, no other halls are like that cheap nowadays. Um, and so the university uh, took down that hall. Uh, it, w- it was quite old, and I think there were some structural issues. So they had they had reason to take it down. But w- what we're questioning is, um, if you're going to take down, you know, good, affordable housing uh, in the town, you probably should rebuild it as well as quickly as possible. Um, and so that's what we're, what we're hoping for from the university. Because the current, I mean, I was thinking as well, the current options with halls, it's very much first-year students. That's the idea of who they cater to. Mm. The idea is that you arrive, you've just left home. Um, so where, where were you first year? I was in, I was in DRA first so, year. So was I. So it's very much, um, how do I describe it? I feel myself, and you, you can correct me if you think differently, the idea of halls for the first year students is to not have like you get your flatmates in DRA you get your kitchen mates maybe in uh, Agnes Blackadder that's mostly to help you settle away from home mm, absolutely and the idea in St Andrews is to move out and to then find flatmates go into town and leave those halls for first year students which is why then the crisis is happening absolutely yeah because because the, what you want them to be, be able to do is then move out and find good uh, housing in the private market but when that market gets too saturated it's really difficult to get uh, nice private housing after that. I was going to mention to you, do you know the um, Facebook group St. Paul Drews? Yes. 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 I love so Facebook group. For those that don't know, it's a it's just a, a private group for, for students, by students, where you can put any poll you want. I mean, I ask, like, what's your favorite Pixar movie from the 90s and 2000s? But you also have more pressing issues. Um, someone asked um, for any ideas the students had for fixing student ha- for fixing student housing what, what were their ideas I saw that one yeah and I want to I want to run you through probably the four or five most popular ones alright let's hear it what do people think uh, and, and what you think and, and if that's something you guys work with the cash as well mm. so number one the most popular one was stop charging accommodation at exorbitant rates which far exceed most student main, most student maintenance loans yeah can I give a one second thing about that oh, so d- you can one of the things your, <laughs> Frederick Please speak your mind. Good, good, good. So one of the interrupt me. That don't let me speak. They don't like worried about. They don't like hearing you speak. By the way, they <laughs> want to say we want to hear Frederick. They hate me. They yeah, absolutely all hate. They're me. all tweeting it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one of the things we're a little bit worried about is um, are the prices because the prices just keep going up. Uh, apparently, DRA was like six thousand pounds a couple of years ago, and now like people got offered for nine thousand pounds for like DRA catered. So like is that catered? Oh god. Uh, yeah. So like prices prices are, are going way up, uh, and so one of the things we're a bit worried about is that and like apparently um, they turn a profit uh, on accommodation. Now, not a profit in the sense that like someone's pockets get lined. It obviously all goes back into the university. Yeah. But people can start questioning of whether instead of turning a profit, perhaps the accommodation prices should just be lowered. Um, because it's, it seems unfair uh, that there are accommodations out there, uh, public ones, that are like £9,000. And then like most people will never get that much money from like the, the state, from the maintenance loan, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, D- DRA is... It's interesting because for those of you who don't go to St. Andrews, it's... it's the accommodations very varied. You have old halls like Macintosh, mm. which are very much—I mean, the halls Macintosh, hundreds of years old, right? It's it's it, it's much older. It's very much if if you think of um, uh, the movie Chariots of Fire, where they had like West, uh, like you know, the, the old 
the old British. Yeah, it's, it's what you imagine. Yeah, you then have Agnes Blackadder, which was built, I think, in the sixties, which By a prison architect apparently. Well, you can tell. All, all, <laughs> you with can all due respect to all of you who have gone slasher in Agnes Blackadder, it does feel like a prison. It uh, feels like we would like set like a horror movie, like The Shining, I like those there. hallways. I oh. stayed there in 2019. I visited St. Andrews with my mum, okay. if I was going to come here or not. And we stayed actually in Agnes Blackadder. And my mum said, whatever you do, if you do come here, which I did, don't apply to Agnes Blackadder, please. Like, we'll do something else. Like, you're going to get depressed here. I think, that, I think that's a risky run, yeah. It feels a bit like a very convoluted horror story hotel, yeah. And then you have... So that's much more like 70s brutalist architecture. Mm. And then you have... DRA, Dave Russell Apartments, and next, after that, uh, Uni Hall and Whitehorn, which are actually much more modern. Yeah, absolutely. But DRA is built on a big plot of land. It's multiple buildings. I mean, each building... Uh, I was in Hague. I'm trying to think. There was three fatter floor. I think it's 12. I think it's 12 apartments. 12, plus plus 12, three studio apartments, I think there might be. So there's a so lot 12 of... 12 times 5 is 60. So in each building, you have about 63 yeah. people. Which is quite nice. It, it leads to, like, a community. Like, some of the some of the halls have, like, their own group chats and things like that. Yeah. That's what some of the buildings I'm in. So... No, DRA is, uh, is a great community to be in. Which is sad that, that the price is rising on it. Absolutely. Given that it's, it's, it's made to be... Because St. Andrews is obviously not a skyscraper city. So you get to... If you can build like a, a dense... Not too dense, obviously, but dense area for people to live in, as you remember of DRA, it seems a bit weird that they're rising the price is so high. Yeah, and it puts a lot of students in a bad situation. So those students who applied to halls and didn't get in, um, they got an offer for alternate accommodation, the ones that like they still have uh, available rooms for. And those were all, I think, are over £9,000. So they were DRA catered, ABH catered, and I think another one. Uh, I can't remember which one, but they were really expensive ones. And if you applied for a cheaper hall, let's say one for like 6000 I think there are some for 6000 and then you got offered one for 9000 that might not be in your budget at all. No. So what do you do then? Exactly. So... The second most popular option was stop taking in more students than we can house. Is that something Cash believes in as well? Uh, I, I don't know what Cash official position, but that, that does seem like a quite a smart solution. Um, the, the great inflation problem where the university kind of had to let in more students than they originally planned to, that seems to be going away. I mean, the UK is going to return to its original exam system probably eventually. And it, if not, then we've had two years of corona now. So maybe it's time for the university to start planning uh, on that eventuality. Uh, so as long as we have this huge accommodation crisis that we do, perhaps it would be a good idea to start decreasing the number of students. There are actually articles you can find on the internet a couple of years back where the university went to like newspapers and promised that they would you know limit the, the they would mm. ca- put a cap on the amount of students. I think it was uh, I can't remember the number. It was like ten thousand or like fourteen thousand or something like that. And obviously we've since broken those numbers. So perhaps going back to something like that would be an idea. It's it's a weird one because when you live here, you seem to understand that it seems like a viable option. Not to have, you know, obviously more more students than, than you can actually house. Right. But if you're someone applying to uni and you have the grades and someone says, well, sorry, mate, you can't get in because we can't house you, seems a bit unfair to some people. It seems like a bit of a controversial one, I found. Right. And we, we, are, we are a small university, yes. if you consider the grand scale. But you also have to consider the, the town that you're living in. So, like, if, if, if you're in, like, a big town, like my hometown, it's 300,000 people in Norway. Like, we can house a lot of students if you want to. And we do house a lot of students, way more than St. Andrews. But if you're a really small Scottish golfing town, there's only so many you can let in. Before you start getting, like, a spillover into, like, nearby towns. So, like, the Dundee thing that we talked about earlier. Uh, and you, if I was running the university, I would try and avoid that, having to, to ship students off to, to nearby towns. Okay. Uh, 
so number th- number th- oh, <laughs> number three, which we'll not actually really get into, is we get the whole. So there's a hole digging society to dig us some affordable accommodation. That is the solution. Now I'm for that. I am very much for underground that. through all of like West Sand, just some big underground oh. of holes. That'll and then it goes under the city as well, so you have tunnels. Yeah, there, there are like there's an Australian town. There's an old opium, uh, not opium, uh, <laughs> opal opal mining town. Okay, um, where a lot of the houses there are actually old. Opal mines oh. that are like uh, b- big emptied out holes in the ground um, in like quite hard sandstone. And since then, they've just filled those houses with like how ho- fill those holes with houses and like just built a house in where they used to be mining for for opal. That's crazy. And I've been to that town. It's it's gorgeous. It's, it's actually nice as well. It's so nice. It, it's so cozy. Like you feel like a hobbit living in living in a hole in the ground. I would I would. I want to feel like a hobbit one day. I yeah. feel way too we, tall we could have like Hobbit time. Hall, you know, on West Sand, just like a huge network. Under I mean, the sand. that'd be a vibe. One of my friends, I just smacked the mic. Sorry to whoever was listening. Um, my one I almost applied to, and my friend goes to this uni called Carlton University. That's in uh, Ottawa, Canada. Okay. What well, they because it gets very cold. Not as cold as sorry, no, colder than St Andrews. And you know, you're from Norway, so you know you're used to cold. <laughs> it's they have tunnels underground to get to classes. Oh. So imagine you were going from, let's say, you were in the library, right? And you wanted to get to the union. That's you know that's obviously two two streets. You go from you'd go be going from North Street mm. to actually no, not two streets, from North Street to Market Street. You can all do that all underground. What's the name of that the Star Wars planet, the icy one? Because it that feels like um, that that one. Cause oh, in, in, in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh god! If, if you were playing like Star Wars games, you know that like on that level, you usually like go through like ice tunnels and stuff between bases, and that's what that feels like. Really. Yeah, oh, God. I mean, the, the, what you're describing, that, that would be such a vibe. I actually really want, I mean, I, I, I'm from the hot country, as you know. Yeah. So for me, it's, I was begging that there would be some sort of, like, way to do it. And no, if I want to go from the library, it's raining, I hate it. So maybe uh, when you fix the housing, St. Andrews, please build some tunnels. Yeah, then we can start campaign for tunnels, St. Andrews. What do you think of the, this one? Provide bigger and better, sorry, provide better and bigger bursaries to students who can't afford, who can't otherwise afford accommodation. Yeah, so so what happens is that we have a lot of bursaries. They're huge. They're like over like a million pounds. They're absolutely enormous. But what happens is they get emptied because eventually the money runs out. Uh, and there might be more students that need the money than we have uh, enough money for them. So so what we need is probably to increase those bursaries by a substantial amount. Uh, one of the ways Cash is trying to advocate for this is, um, so this summer is going to be a huge open here in St. Andrews, the golf tournament. Yes. It's, it's some like anniversary. I yeah. can't quite remember what number. Uh, and the university is going to rent out uh, a lot of the halls. So DRA, ABH and Andrew Melville Hall are all being rented out. Yeah, okay. uh, those rooms, and that's going to bring in a lot of revenue for the university. And I think also a lot of like university buildings are going to be rented out uh, for for various uses, like ceremonies and that kind of thing. Uh, and that's obviously going to bring in quite a substantial amount of money. Uh, and one of the things that we were talking with the university about is, wouldn't it be a good idea if some of that money could go into bursaries for people to get housing again? Because obviously it comes from the accommodation, right? It comes from DRA and ABH and that kind of thing. So maybe it should go back into accommodation as well. Exactly. That's actually a really good point. And I won't take credit for it. It was not my idea, but it was a really good idea. <laughs> I mean, there was someone that um, was mentioning. I, I was just reading one of the comments. You speaking about bursaries. I know scholarships mm. and, and, and bursaries are two different things. But someone was saying that they got a housing scholarship which pays £150 a month. Right. And they say, show me what I can afford on that, which is true. That's true. If, if, you're, if you're struggling with like, affording any accommodation at all and someone's like, here's another £150, like, that, that is nice of them. Thank you. But that's not going to solve your problem, is it? No. No, so this is a really good conversation to have, Frederick. Uh, we'll be back after this song break. I will mention to people, again, if you're listening to the podcast, all you're going to hear now is a slight 
like one second break and then we're gonna go we're back wow where did we go so sorry if you want to listen to the songs please tune into live broadcast on standrewsradio.com for now we're gonna play the first song for today which is where is it gone oh there we go everything is everything by lauren hill do you know who lauren hill is yes oh thank you thank you see quality elizabeth a few Elizabeth and Phoebe, if you're listening, they've got a show on Tuesdays. So I, right. I know them. Uh, they don't know who Lauren Hill is. They don't know who Lauren Hill Shame. is. No, it's, it's disgraceful. So, thank you. So this is Everything is Everything from her album, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, that one, yeah. So, we'll be right back. Um, I'll be right back with Frederick. Don't go anywhere. See you in about, or about five minutes, actually. It's a long song. See you in about five minutes. And we're back. That was Everything is Everything by Lauren Hill. Strongly suggest you give it a listen. Now, Frederick, I, was, I told you off air, I was going to mention it before we went off break. That's a little pause you heard. I was gonna, um, before I mention it, I'll tell you, I had three hours of sleep last night. Uh, it's very bad. Mum and Dad, I'm so sorry. Please don't get angry at me. I know you listen to this show. Uh, yeah, I had three hours of sleep last night, so I am a walking zombie. So, I was going to mention, St. Andrews is, when people don't, if people don't know the uni, they'll know the golf, as All you were right. mentioning the Open. It's a bit, I've always found a bit of a weird sort of, is dichotomy the right word? That's when you have, like, two options. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird, like, well, I guess maybe not. But you have golf and students. And golf is obviously a wealthier sport. It's not like um, it's not like football. It's not like, you know, other sports. It, it's a very much, I mean, you, you look at, at the golf course, that's, like, a huge amount of land. Absolutely. Gorgeous land. Like, prime real estate as well. It's very weird that, it's, sort of, it, it's a confusing one. Because some people would say, well, you know, just tear down the golf course. You know, put student housing. But some other people would also say, but that's part of the town. You tear down the, the golf course, people might not actually come to the uni. Like, that's part of, like, what makes the town money is the uni and the golf Absolutely. course. Absolutely. And it's so historic as well. I think we're, like, one of the oldest, if not the I think oldest, we are the oldest course in the world. In the, so, like, yeah. that's not an option, you know, tearing down that. Which is very, it's very weird because, I mean, if you look at, like, the old course hotel. Right. That's a very fancy hotel. I was actually, a few months ago, it was, like, in October, I went on a run. And I really needed to use the toilet. Mm. And I just walked into the old course hotel. And I was like, some lady was like, hello, sir, can I show you to your room or something like that? And I was like, oh, my God, no, I don't belong here. And I just walked, like, just like, as if I belonged, just like walked through the restaurant. Just yeah, went so to the you bathroom. got to carry yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, yeah, I belong here. Yeah. It's, it's not like I just had hummus and pizza bread, like, because, you know, <laughs> that's the only thing I had in my wallet. Yeah, so it was. I, it, I found out. What do you think about like that sort of like dichotomy between the well, not dichotomy. Sorry, people who know yeah. English. It's <laughs> my think, second language. I Give think me a it's break. interesting. Um, the the fact that like there's so much history in this town. I mean, we talked about how old the university is, and the golf course is like also super old. Uh, and and it's it's the responsibility like of the people living in the town to um to protect all the history uh, of all the historical buildings, including the golf course here. So obviously, uh, doing anything negative to that uh, isn't really an option. But it is. It is. It should be noted that when when the golfing brings in that much money for the university and the town, then perhaps we shouldn't have students who can't afford accommodation. Which is a, which is a weird one as well because St Andrews does have this, I wouldn't say notoriety mm. of being a posh uni, which for people outside St Andrews who still think that it, that's a bit overblown. It's not as like as, as posh as you think. It's not like someone you just walk around. Someone goes, "Oh, hello. Yes, my mummy works. I am the Earl of this, and my mummy is this." Right. It's not. It's not that. Yes, there's definitely a higher percentage of people who are wealthier than other universities, but 
that would not help the reputation to just have say, well, you know, you can't afford the the you know the accommodation. Too bad, you know. Yeah, and and that's uh, having um, we kind of want to avoid having the the university seem you know like there's too much like it's too posh and like the class distinctions are maybe too large. So one of the things that I worry about myself um, and talk a lot about is is the ideas for shipping uh, or for having uh, affordable accommodation in nearby towns instead of St Andrews itself. Because what happens if in the future, right, the town St. Andrews itself is for the rich students with rich parents who can afford the super expensive halls and the super expensive, you know, private houses here. And then the poorer students who can't afford that, they have to, like, go to the nearby towns like Dundee. In my opinion, that would create, like, a two-rung system where, like, you have the people enjoying the nice Scottish town, uh, St. Andrews, and then you have the people who can't afford that who have to, you know, seek... Which seek wouldn't help. That wouldn't help anything. No, it wouldn't. And it would create, like, a class system. It would, like, divide the population in two. We have a joke on this on this show that uh, I'm always saying I, I'm 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 not opinionated, but and it's just me just whining and saying like, oh, I can't give my opinion, but I'm gonna break that rule and um, actually for, just for for future podcast for future shows, I, I've had a bit of a think that I will have my opinion on some things because it gets a bit annoying sometimes. I can't talk about some things otherwise. Right. That as as you said, that's a terrible having that sort of class distinction would be a terrible idea. Yeah. I, I wouldn't see how that would how that would help. It would create more divisiveness between the students. It would actually give Dundee Uni, which are you know one of our rivals, would give them more students as well. It's it, it seems to me that like that would not be an option. And actually, did you know that for I'd say up until maybe twenty years ago, actually yeah, maybe after William, actually not maybe in fifteen years ago, right? St Andrews was a place which was actually dominated by English students. I didn't know more that. than Scottish students. That's where. You know the, the the joke that like it's well joke in terms of reality that some students who don't get into uh, Oxbridge the yeah Oxbridge we're, we're the Oxbridge project that's not a joke that's just the fact yeah. of the matter like if you ask students here they all not have me. like that a was sad... my first choice I'm very happy to be here <laughs> okay well anyone except you have like a sad like Oxbridge rejection letter sitting in their drawer well the first person I met here over every night. aside from my flatmates in DRA said are we all objects of English Tom <laughs> are we all Oxbridge rejects I just went, no I'm happy to be here you are the true winner everyone else is, you know you're you're the you did you apply to Oxbridge I did I did. Oh. Hey, look, you're here now. Hey, number one uni. Huh? I'm not number one uni. Number, number one uni, uni in the rankings. I'm not exactly. Yeah. There's a reason I'm not in Norway. I'm, I'm not complaining to be hey, at all. We're doing fine. Hey, I, I, there's a reason I'm not in. Uh, well, luckily, I'm not in. Hey, all due respect to Sultan Kabus University in Muscat, but you know, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, same. So, well, thank you very, thank you very much for speaking about cash and student housing. We're going to move on to different topics. I, I wish I could talk about this for for, for ages, but. We obviously want to talk about it. It's, it's a news program, so we try and talk about different things. It's too large a topic anyway. It's, it'll take ages. Let's have our five minutes, and I promise, I, I, I promise, well, 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 it depends what Frederick has to say. I won't speak more than five minutes on it, but if Frederick wants to say stuff on it, please, as I said, go ahead, speak. All right. We'll have our recap on Ukraine. We'll, we'll do, we're doing our Ukraine recap. We're, 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 we're going to go through it. We're going to make it quick. We're not going to dwell on it. So, it's going to be a lot of great stuff, a lot of war crimes. Has happened. So, in Mariupol, the Russians bombed a children's hospital. Right, that's true. It's a great way to start off. How's everyone's morning? We're going to talk about war crimes and bombing children's hospitals. And oh, we love it. And that leads a bit interesting into propaganda as well, because I was listening to the news yesterday, the Norwegian news, and they were talking about how, for that exact thing. We listening to NRK. Yes. Anyway. Ah, see? I know my stuff. Cultured. Uh, and they were talking about how, uh, apparently, uh, the Russians themselves, they claim that when they bombed the hospitals, it w- the hospital, it was empty. 
whereas mm. the Ukrainians have, uh, I think there was like 16 wounded and like a couple dead. So they obviously came that it wasn't empty. Uh, and with, with photos as well, like of the rubble and of the wounded and of the, that kind of thing. So it, it, that ties very neatly into the, the propaganda war that's going on alongside the actual military war, where it's not just about who controls the territory, but it's also about who can, who can convince who uh, of, of, uh, of their view on, on what's going on. And, and it's, it's, it's always a weird one I find in war when people say, well, we, we, we asked you to leave. We asked the people in the hospitals to leave. You can't have someone who's in ICU simply get up and leave in like an hour. You have to have all the tubes, you have to make sure they get into another ward. That means you have to have ambulances, then you have other emergencies, people are trying to come to the hospital because even in, you know, one, you've got active war going on. Secondly, you can also have just someone have a heart attack. Someone can have other stuff that's not planned. So that was a, a very sad thing to hear. Right, and not to be a nerdy philosophy student either, but if you take that argument, right, like I ask you to leave and then I bomb you, then it's fine. If you take that, that, that argument can be extended to like any number of things. So you could be like, okay, I'm going to bump this entire city now. You've, you know, three days to leave it. Like that's, are we going to accept that kind of thing? Exactly, yeah. I, I, see what you, I see what you mean. And then we're going to have a recap the last 24 hours is three bullet points. We're going to make very quick. The cities of, are, ready for, are you ready for my pronunciation of Ukrainian? I'm so ready. Are you ready for this? Belgian, British... Born in France, grew up in Japan, and then raised mostly in Oman, is going to try My and pronounce hurts. this. The cities of Lutsk, Ivano-Frankivsk, are targeted, uh, have been targeted with, along with the city of Dnipro. They've been struck for the first time since the Russian invasion began, so they've kind of broadened their horizon. They've, mm. they, they, they're, still focusing on, they're still focusing on Kiev and, and other... Uh, so they're expanding their assault yes. then? They've now moved three miles closer to Kiev. Right. We were talking last week of Powell about the whole... Have you seen the 40-mile convoy last yes. week? Yes, yes, I have. So, which is about Edinburgh to Glasgow. That is enormous. That is like... So they've moved a bit closer, three miles in the past 24 hours. So they're getting much, much closer to, to Kiev. And then there were peace talks, again, between the foreign ministers of Ukraine and Russia. That took place in Turkey because Turkey is a bit of a... Uh, they, they're not necessarily neutral. They have condemned Russia, but they do have also a special relationship with Russia. So and they, they still allow Russian nationals in and out, which I've heard that some countries wouldn't necessarily do. Yes. So there's been the peace talks. Again, no progress towards a ceasefire. Because yeah. there was a ceasefire in the week. Well, there, were, there was a planned ceasefire. Yes. Which was broken twice by Russia. Yes, almost immediately. That was... They, they were bombing... Um, oh, I should have written this down. I forgot which city. But they were bombing the uh, escape... I think it was Mariupol. Oh, no, it was um, Zeppelinist uh, English. Right. Yeah. That's in the humanitarian corridor. Yes, that they exactly. Were they were shelling it. And then the next thing was companies have been pulling out of Russia. Have mm. you seen that? Yeah, the Norwegian uh, National uh, State Fund, which is, an, which is the single largest collection of money in human history, fun fact, is actually pulling out all its investments from Russia. All of it? All of it. Every single you know, pound. McDonald's is leaving now, yeah. Russia, because they were taking a while to leave. It's gotten to the point where I can I obviously understand why the companies are leaving because you don't want to be supporting the regime. But it's gone to the point where the Cardiff Orchestra have stopped playing Tchaikovsky. Right. Because it's aligned to Russia. Yeah, and I've seen TikToks of like people like pouring out Russian vodka into like the drain and like and that's there's not, not do anything. Most of the vodka is not made in Russia. It's not gonna do anything to like end the war, like you pouring out your bottle of vodka. But I can understand I mean a lot of companies have left. Right. And, and, I mean, we're going to talk about, that means, it's been five minutes, so uh, I'm not going to bore you. I know, Elizabeth, I know you were very bored of listening to, to, to this, and you asked me if I can stop. So, yes, that is the Ukraine recap. Uh, do you have anything more to say? What do you think about the companies pulling out? And 
I think I think it's interesting uh, for a large large amount of money like the Norwegian state fund. I think it's the right thing to do because uh, essentially, obviously, as long hurting their economy is going to hurt their ability to wage war in the long term, which is kind of what you want to see. Uh, and then the last thing that I want to mention are the talks. I find the talks a bit interesting because obviously they won't necessarily magically lead to peace, but if there ever is going to be peace, then it's going to need to come through the talks. So I, I'm very hopeful to see if they can if they can get anywhere. What do you think about the, there's been a debate recently about sanctions and mm. whether they're truly impacting Putin and the oligarchs or whether they're more impacting the, uh, your, your average Russian citizen who might not even like Putin, who might, yeah. who's against this war. Yes, it's a bit like when you're like throwing a bomb, like you're, you're going to have an intended target and then you're going to have like a splash radius hitting the things around it as well. And that's kind of what, what it seems to me like what's happening with, uh, with sanctions, because when you, when you target Russian oligarchs, you're targeting Russian industry. And obviously that's where people in Russia work and that's, you know, where they get their products from. So you're necessarily going to also impact uh, individual Russian people. I would like to see perhaps sanctions that are a bit more targeted towards like really, 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 really rich Russian individuals compared to the economy as a whole. Mm. So I'm thinking of things like seizing assets over like a million pounds, for example, would be like a really good idea. Well, we'll talk then, about that uh, if we have time. We'll talk about Chelsea. Yeah, because because then because then uh, necessarily, right? You're not harming any normal Russian person who doesn't have a million pounds sitting in their bank account. But if anyone does have a million pounds sitting in their bank account, then that would perhaps be a thing that you could talk about, like seizing or freezing for the time being, or things like that. So that was the Ukraine recap. Right. Thank you very much for your input, Fr- Frederick. This has been very helpful. Thank you very much. And now we're going to move on to your song, which is "Wasteland Baby" by Hoja. Why do you or Hosier? I, I should know this. How, why did you choose it? We need more Irish musician representation out here. And he's also one of the few pop stars that just looks like an absolutely normal guy. No, like, plastic surgery, no nothing. So, okay, yeah. so we'll play that. See you in four minutes. This is Frederick's song, Wasteland Baby by Hozier. And we're back. That was Wasteland Baby by Hozier. I really liked it in the background. I mean, we were having a conversation, but I was very much listening to it in the background. I Such really, really song. liked it. I'm going to add it to my playlist, especially studying, because I have an essay due at 5 p.m. Right. So I'm going to be really much listening to that. So good, good, good. we have 10 minutes left. So this is going to be a bit of a quick fire. Speed round. Yeah. So there's this uh, artist called Stromai. He's a Belgian artist. Have you heard of him? Uh, he was a Laurent Dance person? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, that song sucks. I love that song. And it's Papa Ute. Yeah. Ute, Papa Ute. Yeah, listen to me sing, guys. So <laughs> he's got a new album out. He's, he took a break for a number of years. Uh, he had a lot of mental health struggles. And he's just come back. He, had a, he has a new album called, Mult- in French, it's Multitude. But it's called Multitude. So I'm half Belgian. So it, it's, it's part of, like, probably the only thing I'm proud of in Belgium. I'm not proud of a lot from, like, from my area. He's not from my area. He's from Brussels. But... It's it, it's probably like uh, uh, there's chocolate, there's waffles, and there's strawberry. He's oh, like okay. our, our crown jewel. Well, that's good. So he's got a new album out called Multitude, where he talks about his mental struggles and why he was gone. He's got really good reviews, and one of the songs he has is called L'Enfer, which means the hell. So we're going to play that now. Yeah, two songs in quick succession. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, sorry, you listen to it, take a break, listen to it. We'll be right back for, for, for those in the podcast, but we're going to play it now. Uh, it's really it's about mental health and struggling because it's something we talk about. I mean, a lot of people have dropped out of uni. Some people that I know have dropped out of uni here. And it's something we talk about enough, especially with all deadlines and, and not just in uni. So play not fair quickly and then we'll be right back. See you mm-hmm. in three minutes. And we're back. To those listening at home uh, on, well, to those listening to spot, the, the, you know, the, the, the recording on Spotify you missed the whole tech issue of me completely messing up the dials. You will never hear that. That is, that will be deleted forever. For those listening back home, the radio broadcast. Sorry about that. 
So, but that sucks to be you. You need to listen to the uh, to the live to get all the little tidbits, right, Frederick? Yeah. Always listen to the live behind the scenes. Exactly. So, because we don't have that much time left, we're going to talk about a topic I was going to talk about with Powell last week, and we didn't have enough time, which is Kanye's gone crazy. This is the entertainment news. Yay, finally. Yeah, entertainment news. We're doing Let's entertainment go. news and not current <laughs> affairs. For only like five minutes before we have to shut off and say goodbye. Have you seen... So, Kanye, I mean, you know the whole thing of Kim. Absolutely. And he's got the divorce going. I love his music. It's probably like what really got me into music in terms of listening to albums and stuff is Kanye. Absolutely. He's lost his mind. He, he seems like he has. And it's, it's such a shame as well. Because the, no, I've never heard anyone disagree with the artistic talent on that man. It's obviously in, so high. And then sadly, because of all of his mental health struggles, it seems like he sometimes makes some decisions that you know, are non-ideal and puts himself in some bad situations, puts people around him in bad situations, and just all around leads to... And obviously the media just eats it up and, and, and makes a million articles about how he's going crazy as well. Did you see his uh, Easy music video? Uh, yes, the, the claymation. So, it's it's uh, the, the you see the claymation one. Yes, I've seen clips from it. Yeah. Oh God. So for those at home who haven't, so it is very much gossipy. But Kanye is so influential. I think we have to talk about it because it impacts his music as well. Absolutely. His wife Kim Kardashian divorced him, and now she's with the Saturday Night Live comedian Pete Davidson. And Pete Davidson's pretty much done nothing wrong here. He's just been on the sidelines. He's, He's been taking shots. I mean, yeah. He took shots at Kanye a couple of years back, but it was nothing like too bad, just a comedian thing. He's a comedian, that's what they do. Exactly. And Kanye's just been like going after him. And in the song, um, he says, um, maybe I survived the crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. I can say ass. That's not swearing. Oh. I can say ass. That's a body part. It's not swearing. And it's just um, him holding Pete Davidson's head. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. In the clay, clay yeah, it's like stuff. he buries him alive. Yeah. It's so... It's so weird. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with going on with that guy. Uh, it, it it's it's such a shame that like now we live in the age of like social media and cameras everywhere. Uh, a man's decline into the state that Kanye is currently in gets documented like every single step of the way. It, it does suck quite a lot. I mean, there's there's a um, there's a famous video of him on on YouTube, which is a paparazzi. It, it's funny in the sense is that the Good Morning Kanye. Or something? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, the Good Morning Kanye video. It's it's funny in the sense that like it's a bit surreal. It is and Kanye's re- 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 reaction, you know, but it's it's a bit sad because it's like, why is someone at four AM in, in, you know, in, in your in your driveway? Yeah, and like I I would react very weirdly if like someone was in my hallway at four AM, like, oh, good morning, Frederick, like, you know. Yeah, it, it makes it, sense. It's pretty much the guy says the guy's like in the bushes. And he goes, "Hey, good morning, Kanye," and Kanye goes, "Shut the <laughs> up." Right. Yeah, I've got that sound effects live on air. Yeah. yeah. So it, 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 it's it's a bit sad, but yeah, hopefully. I mean, he was putting posting on Instagram. I was seeing like different like it looks like it's he's announcing a concert, but he's not. Right. He's talking about like what was it? Maybe he's deleted. He deletes everything. It's so annoying. You try and like look it up. It's like well, that's deleted. Yeah, that's true. He he he'll he'll post a lot of and he, did, he used to do it on Twitter as well. But he'll post like a lot of really really crazy things uh, around the rollout of his last album Donda. He used to cro- post some absolutely like crazy things on on Twitter and and and. Uh, I mean, he had Marilyn Manson. At the listening party, he did. He was, uh, yeah, who's had a few domestic abuses. And then he posted. Remember, he posted uh, the location to Drake's house, <laughs> which is funny <laughs> now because they get along. Location. Now they get they have yeah. like, a whole uh, concert together. Yeah, and obviously, like you can discuss whether that's like really doxing because like everyone knows like where Drake's house is, but like it's still maybe doxing. It's like not. A He's got multiple. I mean, Drake is own stalker. So yeah, he posted on Instagram two things which were saying like dead and divorce. Like he was announcing him as a concert. And it's like a weird poem, which people were getting really worried about him. But yeah, so Frederick. 
Sadly, we've run out of time. I really wish we had more time to talk. It's, it's, it's really fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for talking about cash and the student housing issue. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to us. No problem. Uh, honestly, great having you on. Come back, man. I will. So, as we were talking about Kanye, uh, the outro song is going to be uh, about from his um, mentor, Jay-Z. It's right. 03 Bonnie and Clyde with Beyonce. Do you know this song? Yes, I do know this song. Oh, it's so good, man. So, listen to The Dispatch on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. I'll have it up today. Um, much love to you all. Have a good day. Enjoy. Enjoy. Oh, well, the sun's leaving now, but enjoy the sun, Fistel out. Have a great day or evening, wherever you are in the world. The Dispatch, Tom Wilson. See you next week with Brick Gombeir. See you guys.